greeting you with the Holy Word's peace. Isn't it a blessed time? And I'm like, uh, some of you all didn't let the cold weather stop you, huh? As Christians, we can have any kind of excuse not to get to church. Too cold, snow, too hot. And I'm glad to see you here. Uh, I think since we're going into the 2018, that we can have a little, a little fun today. And I just think it's good. And you know that uh, I'm a football guy and, and a, a sports kind of guy. And I enjoy those kind of things. And so there's some, there's some favorite coaches that I have. And you all know who my favorite coach is. But then there was a basketball coach that I really liked, and his name was Bobby Knight. Some of you all probably old enough to remember Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight had a great quote that goes along with just life, period, and even spiritual. See, one thing about sports, if you look at it, you can find spiritual lessons in it. And he had a quote that I like, most people want to win, is that right? but most people don't want to prepare to win. Most people want to win, but most people don't want to prepare to win. It's just kind of like Christianity. Most people want to go to church, but most folks don't want to work at being a Christian because it takes work, right? And it just doesn't happen. And so to be winners in the body of Christ, we have to prepare to win. And that's why we come to Bible study, Sunday school, church, devotion, pray together. And these kind of things that happens, one of the things that Sister Gwen does in her classes that she talks about all the time is you got to do the work. Now, see, salvation is the free thing. You can get saved by that, but then you have to do the work to live the life. And then there was another one of my coaches that I really like, Vince Lombardi. You knew that was going to happen. You've been around me. There's only one way to succeed in anything, and that is to give it everything. I do, and I demand that of my players. One of the things that we are afraid to do is to put demands on people around us. We should not be afraid to put demands on the people around us. If you are the head of a house, the head of a household, then you can't be successful not putting demands on yourself and demands on the people in there. That's just common sense. Right? And so I like that. I, I like that quote, and here's another one. The difference between successful f- persons and others is, the lack, is not the lack of strength and not the lack of knowledge, but rather the lack of will. Will. And if you, when you read the Gospels, if you read about Jesus' journey to the cross, there's a lot of times he would always say, my Father's will. I, my, my meat is to eat the will of my father. And you remember in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, not my will, but what? Thy will be done. So it is the will, it is the will that makes the difference in, 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 in life's issues. Does that make sense? Larry, you can open that door and they can hear me out there. It's good, it'll cool me off. All right, you see, it, it is the lack of people's will is the difference. It doesn't matter how much you know, but if you don't have the will to deal with it, 
Because, see, it for me, maybe not for some of you all is, most of us know what's right and wrong. Amen? But the will to live it is the hard part. It's easy to read it. Amen? But it's hard to live it. But if you have the will to live it, you have the strength to obey what you're reading. Does that make sense? And the last one is, once a man has made a commitment to a way of life, he is to put the greatest strength in the world behind him. It's sometimes called heart power. Heart power. Now, I love that heart power. You see, the key to it is, is you can look at a person and see if they have heart. And, 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 and in the sports a lot, if, whether it be, let's just use boxing a lot, you can watch uh, two athletes go at each other, and usually the one that's going to lose, loses heart. Even in, in, we can just go back to football. Even in football, sometimes you can look at a game, and you can see when that team is losing heart. And when that team loses heart, you're done. Well, it's the same way with life. You see, when you lose heart, and you don't have that heart power, you're going to lose out. You're going to quit. Because, see, the thing that we don't get enough of in church is people teaching us that there are some things in life you have to persevere. You know, we like those good lessons, those lessons that make us feel good about ourselves, and those lessons that feel good about heaven and what the reward is going to be when we get to heaven. We love those things, right? The problem is, I'm going to get to heaven. That's an easy part. I've already got that done. But I'm, I like that when it says, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Get up here with me. I want to live a heavenly life here. Amen. See, I, I'm kind of greedy. Okay? I know God's going to have plenty of blessings in heaven, and it'll take care of itself. But I want some gold in here, you know. I don't want to walk on any golden streets. I want some gold in my savings account and in my bank account. Do you know what I'm talking about? You see what I'm saying? And so it takes a lot. Uh, it takes a lot of will to, 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 to deal with these things. And hard part, read that for me again because I blew that at first. Once a man has made a commitment. Once a man has made a commitment to a way of life. See, there, once you've made a, a commitment to a way of life, that's in any way. We're sitting in here as Christians, right? So we have made a commitment to live the Christian life. All right? That's man or woman. Once a man or woman has made a commitment uh, uh, to live a way of life, that's a strong thing once you make that commitment. All right? He puts the greatest strength in the world behind him. He puts the greatest strength in the world behind him, and we, we know what that is for us. All right? It's something we call heart power. It's called heart power. You remember the, the, Jesus said, love the Lord thy God with all thy mind, thy heart, thy heart. So a heart's person. Here's the key. There's a lot of you want to be successful in here in your life, but do you have heart power? You see, a lot of you, hey, and, and some people here can say amen, they don't know what I'm talking about. If you stay married a long time, you better have some heart power. Amen. amen. <laughs> Got some good amens on that one. If you're in any kind of relationship, it's going to take heart power, right? If, now, let's to stay healthy. To stay healthy, it takes heart power, right? Do you understand for that? And you all know that I don't have an alcohol addiction. I don't have a drug addiction, but I'm a sugar junkie. And I'm going on a diet. I got to lose some weight because I done gained back up. To, remember, I told you all to lose 10. I lost 10 and then went through this, gained 10 back, right, right? 
So now it's going to take hard power in 2018 because I got to get off the sugar. You see, and, and they take a whole lot because it's legal. <laughs> so that, that takes hard power. You know, when you go, you see, so it, in, in anything in life, it takes hard power. To, to work out and to stay fit, it takes what? Hard power, All right? Here we go. Once a man or woman has made this commitment, nothing will stop him or her short of success. Once you have that hard power, nothing can stop you from success. See, see, a lot of people get in trouble and they do the wrong things because they get up with their peers and people talk them out of things. But once you have hard power and you focus on that, nothing can stop you from being successful. People lose because they lose it in their heart. Does that make sense? And so today we, we want to take, uh, take these coaches. We want to be prepared. We want to be winners in this church, right? But are we willing to prepare to win? That's studying your Bible. You see, see, the church is overrated. Now ask me why. You can't come someplace once or twice a week and, and it fits. No, that means you are studying your Bible at home. You're listening to Christian music at home. You are praying for one another at home. Huh? You're doing your devotional every day at home. Those are the strongest people. Church is really a fellowship where you get inspired and you get some information. But the most powerful are people who do these things as an individual and then as a family in their home. Are you with me? Now, there are certain people that we admire because they're strong and they're powerful and they, and they can get through things. And we're going to talk about that, these kind of things, as, as I briefly go through this. Because we want to go into uh, uh, 2018 uh, powerful. We want it to be a big year. Now, listen to me. I'm a prophetic message. Last year, a lot of people went through some things in this church. The problem with that is they were the strong ones, and they were able to get through these things. Now, somebody's going to understand what I'm saying in here, all right? Because Satan had an attack on some of the stronger people in there with things, adversity, and situation, circumstance. Well, he starts at the top. So he started at the top last year. Guess where he's coming this year? He's going to drop down to the middle, right? Yeah, he's going to drop down to the middle this year because he said, okay, I tested those others and they made it through it. Let me drop down a level. In other words, can I say this? He's going to say, I'm going to test the church goers. Some of you get what I'm saying? So I'm going to test, test those ones that don't have heart power, that don't have the strength. So you need to understand that because our pastor is a person that prepares us to be a, a prepared person in a prepared place. But he can prepare us to be a prepared person in a prepared place. But if we don't put it in our heart and we don't have heart power, then we're, we're going to be a, a victim. Okay, here we go. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8 and 9, first from the NIV, then from the voice. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Well, uh, he's talking about we are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. In other words, this thing, there's going to be some things in life. Okay, that's coming after you. There's some things that's, that's going to come after you in life, and then he says what? Perplexed. And he said perplexed, and perplexed means what? To be completely confused. Have you ever been confused? Baffled or puzzled. Have you ever been baffled or puzzled? Why me? Why has this happened to me? I've done the good thing. I'm trying to help this person. Have you ever tried to, have you ever tried to help somebody? 
and you can't figure out, I'm doing everything I can for you, but you're not doing anything for you. And that, to me, that's just like, wow. Well, he's talking about that. He says, and, and, and these same people and same situations can crush you. All right? But not in despair. All right? And despair is the complete utter loss or absence of hope. But I still have hope, even though the situation and circumstances confusing me, I still have hope. Now, see, if you're dealing with people, you got to have hope. Because some people take a few years before they get to where they should be. And they can be in your family. Do you understand what I'm saying? And, and, and if you're not careful, you can lose hope. The one thing that Satan wants to take away from you is hope. And that's why you got to have hard power. Okay, here we go. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Okay. Struck down, but not destroyed. And, and he says we're going to be persecuted, but we're not going to be abandoned. God's going to be there for us. We're going to be struck down, but not destroyed. And many of us have been in the hospital last, this year, and we've been in some situations and circumstances, but we didn't get destroyed because we're still here. Now, this is the kind of people that you admire. There's another coach. I don't know which one of the coaches said, every man ought to have a man in his life that he looks up to. Every man ought to have a man in his life that he looks up to. Every woman ought to have a woman in her life that she looks up to. There ought to be somebody in your life that knows more than you. There ought to be somebody in your life that's living at a level that you admire. There is nothing wrong with admiring other people. Do you understand what I'm saying? All right. Reading again from the voice. We are cracked and chipped ha, from ha, our afflictions ha, on all sides. Have you ever been cracked and, and, and chipped with afflictions on all sides? Have you ever just want to say, God, this is enough? I've had enough. Or I know you want to say it to some folks. <laughs> now, I didn't have enough out of you. It's enough, you, know, yeah, you know that. Because the Bible teaches us to deal with life. I call it the book the, of life commentary. All right. But we are not crushed by them. Yeah, we, 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 we're going to be hit with some stuff, but we're not going to be crushed by those things. You know, we're going to have to, we've had to this year bury some folks. And we were crushed. And we were hurt. But we weren't destroyed. We he are, said we were not crushed, but we were crushed, some of us. Yeah. We just weren't destroyed. Because that's a tough thing, all right? We are bewildered at times. And, and I know that I've been bewildered, bewildered like, really? After all you know? Have you, have you ever had somebody in your life, let me look at the ceiling because everybody's going to swear I'm talking to them. All right? Have you ever had somebody in your life, you done taught them and given them every opportunity they can to be successful, and you just bewildered? You really done that? Really? It kind of bewilders you, right? It kind of, it's just like me today when I looked and we knew we'd be thin, but y'all done good in here today coming to church. Well, it's wintertime. You got cars. You got furnaces. The roads are good. And I'm bewildered when people tell me that it's cold outside, I can't go to church. That bewilders me. After God has done all he's done for me and I can't get through the cold. Now, ice is different. And I can't get through the cold. That bewilders me. And, and then sometimes when I see somebody doing, after I look at the blessing that God has given some of you all in here and the way he's blessed you for where you've come from and you're not grateful, that bewilders me. All right? 
But we do not give in to despair. We don't give in to, to, to despair. That means we're going to have despair. But we're not going to give in to it. 2018 is coming. You know, Pastor Fields always prophesizes when he talks. This is the scripture. That means somebody's going to go. It amazes me when something happens to Christians, they're shocked. We shouldn't be shocked of all the fires. Right? We shouldn't be uh, shocked because of North Korea. It's North Korea, right? We shouldn't be shocked because of that. We shouldn't be shocked because of all the massive killings. We couldn't be, shouldn't be shocked because, remember the scripture said there's going to be a time when uh, sons will hate fathers and mothers will hate daughters and people go, we shouldn't be, it, it tells us this. It's in here. But see, but, now, but we don't have to be those people because we are prepared not to be those people. And we have to do the things to prepare ourselves not to be those people and our children not to be those people. Do you understand? Because we're winners, right? This morning when I was talking about winning, I said, oh, you know, my people probably think I'm just all into sports. And you all know who uh, Jeremiah, somebody help me, the minister. Anyway, uh, not him. No, no. That's, but anyway, uh, David Jeremiah, yes. Uh, David Jeremiah's one of the top preachers in the country. And he's, he's kind of like a Southern Baptist type guy, Baptist guy, and I'm thinking, I'm doing one on winning, and he's really into theology, you know, big time theology guy. He's speaking on winning this morning. When I turned it on, I said, if David could do it to them 10,000 he got sitting in there, I can surely do one on winning with my people in there because it's all about winning. It's all about victory. The Bible just used the word victory. It's all about being prepared. It's all about heart power. It's all about, see, some people ought to be unstoppable. You ought to have that mentality to be unstoppable. When you got the influence of the Holy Spirit and the empowering of the Holy Spirit, you ought to be unstoppable. It's just like the scripture says, sure, some things are going to hit us. They might chip us a little bit, but they won't destroy us. Okay, you with me? Verse 9, we are persecuted, but we have not been abandoned. And, and, and we are persecuted, but we have not been abandoned. We have been knocked down, I love this, but we are not destroyed. The, the Bible tells us there's going to be some things that's going to hit us, that's going to knock us off our feet. There are situations and circumstances in life that you can't help but get knocked down. But that's life. See, see we give the devil too much credit. Some of the things, the devil ain't got nothing to do with that. It's just called life. People don't live forever. There are diseases and wrecks and incidents and accidents. Can I say the rest of it? And fools and knuckleheads. Yes. Yes. And these people, and, 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 and we have, some of them are in our family. And some of the people are on our job. We just don't want to be one. And if you're not careful, you may marry one of these people. You, you, you see, date one of these people because you're unequally yoked. You didn't listen to what the book said, right? But it's life, right? You can love and Some of you got children in here and you love them. You see, but every child ain't going to make it. You see, you could come out of a good home and not make it, right? And, so that, and it can bruise you and wound you to your spirit. But you don't let it destroy you. You can be called names, not get a promotion that you deserve. You see, knocked down, but not destroyed. You can love somebody, and they don't love you back. And it can knock you down, 
but you can't let it destroy you. Counselor called it coping skills. Yes, I was listening to you. All right? Do y'all understand me? See, that's why I like me. Because I like the way Pastor Fields prepares me to handle stuff. You think I'm the only one that's going to go to the... I've had a... Gwen was in the hospital last year. I was in the hospital well, last month. Both of us, all right? Some of you don't know her story. It scared me to death, but she, she was okay once they done what they do, all right? I was in there dealing with pain. Dealing with, that's life. You said, are you okay? No. Yeah. Are you going to make it? Yes. Are you hurting? Yes. But I'm not destroyed. Do you understand? All right. Reading from Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 through 27, first from the voice. Those people who are listening to me, those people who hear what I say and live according to my teachings, you are like a wise man who built his house on a rock. This is Jesus talking. Jesus says those people are listening and putting it in their life. You can go to church. My mother used to say, do y'all hear me? We say, are you listening? Sometimes we're hearing but not listening. Do you understand what I'm saying? Jesus says the people that hear this, his teachings and put it in, 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 in the man, the wise woman, put it in their life. Their, their house is built on a rock. You have to have your life built on something. You, what you're looking to build it on won't work. You see, it has to be on a rock, on something solid, or it will not stand. All right. On a rock, on a firm foundation. And the key to it is, and this is the question this morning, is your life built on a strong foundation? Because Pastor Fields will tell you one thing, trouble will find you. Storms are coming. That's just how it is. All right? When storms hit, rain pounded down and waters rose. Levees broke and winds beat all the walls of that house. I mean, it's like this. Can I say it? Say say it, Pastor. When all hell breaks loose and it starts bounding and hitting and, and, and storming in your life, and you're going to have some storms in life. Jesus is telling us this. That's why he's telling us we have to build it on something. See, the one thing I like about Jesus' teaching is he doesn't hold back. He's telling us that there's going to be some storms in our life. So what he's saying is, oh, everybody's, you know, everybody's excited about 2018. And they're just going to have a good time waiting for 2018. If some people had a clue what was going to happen for 20, in 2018, they would hope that 2017 would stay a little bit longer. Because that's going to be some people in here. You're going to go through some storms. You can't help it. That's what he's telling us. That's why we come here, to build and to build our lives on a strong foundation. So when it does happen, we can make the stand. But the house did not fall because it was built upon a rock. Yeah, it didn't fall because it was built upon a rock. We know that's Christ. It's built upon a rock. Nice. Do you know that some people live through the same thing that kills somebody else? Because of what they have in their life and what they've built their life on. Those of you who are listening and do not hear, you are like a fool who builds a house on sand. Like a who? Fool. Okay, I'm glad he used that. That's good. All right? Yeah, like a fool who builds his house on sand. Why would you build your house on sand knowing that it won't stand? But some people do. You can be a church goer. That's sand. 
Yes. You can be, there are pastors that's built their life on sand. Choir members, deacons, whatever, other ministers on sand. No, no. And then they fall and they embarrass the body of Christ because people looked at their title, not what they built their life on. All right? Verse 27, when a storm comes to his house, what will happen? The rain will fall, the waters will rise, the wind will blow, and his house will collapse with a great crash. It's gonna collapse. His life is gonna fall apart. Let me tell you something. You can't allow life to get to you to the point that you fall apart in life situation and life circumstance. I called her counselor. We had a class yesterday that was off the chain. Full house, too. It was very nice about grief and different griefs and grief. And that was the second one. We're going to have another one about pastor asked her, her and I are going to do it together about grief in certain situations because grief ain't always just death. Yeah, there's other things that you can grieve, and some of you know what I'm talking about. And if you're not careful, you'll fall apart. Do you understand? Yeah. Our, our first deacon, Brother Kevin, some of you remember Brother Kevin? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he buried his mother yesterday. And when I went to the funeral yesterday, I thought I was in the wrong place because there were two caskets, a man and woman. What happened is when her brother found out that his sister passed away within four hours, he died. Yes. Now, you know, that shakes your world. That shakes your world. Things like that happen. It could be us next year. And if you ain't got it together, you'll fall apart. But if you do what Jesus says, you, you may shake a little bit, but you won't fall apart. Because your life is built on the rock, and of course, that's Christ Jesus. All right? Am I doing all right? Reading the same scriptures from the message, verse 24. These, work, these words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life. Well. Homeowner improvements to your standard of living. See, we need some home, what? Homeowner improvement. That's what I'm doing this year for me. This year for me is the year of health. Now, people think when I say the year of health, they get confused. They're thinking about eating vegetables and fruit. No, a healthy spirit, a healthy mind. I want to be more, I want to be healthier because I need some home improvement. Because last year, there was some damage done to my house because of all that we went through. Some of you all don't know that, but I'm walking around here right now at this moment. I think it's like 15 or 16 spots on my body. And they're not going to do anything to one of those spots hurt. Yes, cancer spots on my body. There's 15 or 16. Uh, right now, as you look at me, in, bones, in my bones, there's all these spots. Because, you know, it's bone cancer. When you have that, they just took care of the ones that was bombing. So I'm walking around up here. So i got to do some house improvement. Because you remember me going through the hospital and all that I went through, dealing with the bone cancer this year. I mean, that, that shook me, kind of, kind of damaged my house a little bit. You know, have you ever seen a storm and the roof, and then you see they got plastic over the roof until somebody comes and puts a new roof in? Well, I got, I got some work that's got to be done because some damage was done. And so this year, I'm going to do everything I can to prepare, to prepare 
uh, uh, reap, excuse me, to repair all of the damage that was done in 2017. And I need to do it because if something comes again, if another storm, you know, storms can come back to back. If another storm comes, I won't fall apart and ask God why this time happened to me again. I'll be strong enough because I've done the home improvement, spiritual improvement, heart improvement, strengthen my, whole, my, my spirit enough to deal with if another storm comes. Because there's no promise that it's not. See, there's no promise that it's not going to happen to me again. But so I understand with all of the damage that's been done to my body, and you all know I'm on chemo now, taking the pills and all that, and, and, you know, and that can mess with your organs and all of that kind of stuff's going on. So the fight's not over. But, but, but I can start re- still repairing some of the things. So if I do have to fight again, I'm able to fight again. And then Sister Gwen is working on hers so that if something would happen to me, that I, she wouldn't fall apart. And that's just life, people. That's life. And I say that because I mean that. I'm good. I'm good at what I'm at. My life is good. I feel good right now. I feel healthy right now. But the damage has been done. And some of you all in here has went the same journey I've been. You've lost some people. You, you know, you've, you've been damaged. Some breakups and all this kind of things and other things. You go, So you got to do some remodeling. You see, you might have to get off the phone or put it someplace. And, and somebody said, well, I called you. And you say, well, I was remodeling. You understand what I'm saying? And, and you might have to tell Storm, uh, uh, you can't come because you've done some damage to my temple. And that could be somebody. But we're going to do some remodeling this year. We want, we want to, I don't want my people, anybody in, that's in the sound of my voice, any of my people, to ever lose heart power. We're, we're not going to complain. We're not victims in here. You can't be a victim of life. It's just life. There's no bad and good. It's just life. Right? And so when life hits us, and it hurts us, and it does damage, then we don't fall apart. We just go back and do some what? We do some remodeling. All right? That's good stuff. I came up with that just then. I should be somebody's pastor. All right? All right? These are foundational words, words to build a life on. The word of God is foundational words to words to build a life on. I call it the commentary of life. I've always called it this. When I started reading the Bible first, I was bored. And then once the Holy Spirit said, this is the commentary of life. It's going to teach you how to live. This is the commentary of life. Read that part again and you'll understand what I'm talking about. Because there's too many people in here for somebody not to go through something. And some of you are going through something now. You can remodel in the midst. See, when the storm gives you a break, start remodeling. Start remodeling. Start doing something. Okay? And then sometimes you'll find out when you remodel, don't use the same material that you put on the first one. Use a different material. All right? Can I say it? And do, uh, and you know, when you, when you call somebody over the remodeling, what do they call those people? You may want to get a different contractor this year. Because that one didn't do very good. All right. You're laughing because some of you know what I'm talking about up in here. All right, go ahead. Again, they are foundational words, words to build a life on. This, this is the, the God's word is to build our life on. You see? Verse 25, if you work these words into your life. You got to work them into, say that, I need to work God's word into my life. I need to work God's word into my life. All right. 
You are like a smart carpenter who built his house on a rock. So once I build God's word into my life, I'm going to be a smart carpenter. That's what I got to do. This year, I'm going to do more of building God's word in my life. All right? Not just hear it and read it. I'm going to put it in my life. Okay? Rain poured down, the river flooded, a tornado hit, well, but nothing moved that house. It was fixed to the rock. And no matter what goes on in 2018, because there are going to be storms, I'm going to be still standing. I'm going to be standing because I fixed my life on the rock of God's word through Jesus Christ. All right? But if you just use my words in Bible studies and don't work them into your life. See, there's a lot of people who have the knowledge, uh, yeah, knowledge, but they don't put it in their life. You see, I don't want you to teach me what from the book, teach me from your life. Let me see it. You see? This is what I don't like about pastors. I've heard pastors die and things happen to pastors and the congregation like, I didn't know pastor was sick. Well, you need to let, as a pastor, we need to let people know that we go through the same things they go through. And I told y'all I went through something, broke my spirit. Didn't I tell y'all that? Well, see, th then that meant there was something weak somewhere. Yes, I'm talking about me. Y'all can say amen. I'm telling you that. That's, I'm talking about me. I'm witnessing, testifying there. That meant there was something weak somewhere because my spirit was broken through that situation and circumstance. So I'm going to do some remodeling and strengthen that area that it was broken. All right? If you don't work them into your life, you're like a stupid carpenter. I love these words that we're using today. God. <laughs> See, some people who don't put it in their life, they're like a stupid carpenter. This is what we're reading. A stupid carpenter who builds his or her house on the sandy beach. See, I've always wondered, you know, and I'm just talking, this is Johnny from the book of the Gospel of Johnny Fields, right? I've always wondered why people build houses where those tornadoes are always coming every day. I mean, every year. And it just blows them up and they go right back there. And we're going to rebuild. No, you need to relocate. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Hey, hey, now, I'm now go spiritual with me. Now, see, some relationships, you can't rebuild them. You need to relocate, right? Some situations and circumstances, and it can be a lot of things. You know what it is in your life that you need to, some things you need to just not remodel, you need to relocate and build somewhere else. Okay, I hear you. Oh, uh, here we go. Verse 27, when a storm rolled in and the waves came up, it collapsed like a house of cards. Wow. Fell apart. Fell apart. People fall apart because they didn't build their life on something solid. How do you figure you're going to live this life and not have to deal with something? So, pastor's already telling us, 2018, we'll be here in a few hours. You need to get to building. You only got a few hours, and 2018's going to be here. You see, you shouldn't let the same storm tear down your house each time, right? You don't let the same dog bite you twice, that's ignorant. Isn't that right? All right. Is that pretty good? That was good. All right. Reading from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15 from the NIV. And these are some short scriptures. But as your pastor and spiritual motivator and prophet over here, we're trying to prepare ourselves for what goes on in 2018. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know what's amazing? 
that we have, we got a nice crowd in here though, I got to say that, we got a nice crowd. People didn't go to church this morning, I ain't talking just Christ Temple North, I'm talking around places, but there will be millions and th- millions of people in America standing out in the cold to watch somebody drop a ball from the sky. <laughs> right? And hope, isn't that crazy? People going to be frostbitten, I'm all this kind of thing standing out here. Oh yeah, they are. People are going to be getting with the DWIs, folks are going to be in car wrecks, get shot, all of this stuff that is going to be happening. But we have the answer, churches, that would help better their life. And we got people that are Christians that can't handle the storm of cold weather. And so when something happens to them, and some in here, and something happens to them, they're going to say, God... Why is this happening to me? I don't know what to do. And he's going to say, you should have been at church. I had the prophet to prophesy through the word of God to tell what you needed to do when the storm came. That ain't on him. That ain't on me. That's on you. Do you get me? I'm getting ready to finish now. All right. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Do your best. Do your best. You got to work this thing. I'm going to tell you something. If you work this thing, you can make it. This stuff is real. You work this thing, you can make it. We, not only me, there's some other folk up in here that's went through some things this year. And they, they here. I'm coming here right now. They went through this stuff. But they work, you work this thing, you can make it. You can get your heart broken, but you won't get destroyed. Now, I ain't telling you you're going to get your heart broken but you won't get destroyed. There'll be some pain, but you'll be able to cope with it. All right? Reading from Jude chapter 20. This is one of my favorite things. From the NIV. You, dear friends, by building yourself Now, who's up, supposed to do this? You, yourself. Yourself. Now, this is what it says here. It says, you, dear friends, building yourself up. It says, I'm building yourself up. My job is to teach you. The Bible you can read, but you have to build yourself up. And if it's telling you to build yourself up, then that means something's coming. Do you understand what I'm saying? You see, I'm going go back to sports again. Uh, you ever do, I went and done some boxing training. Uh, and I think I was 50. And I was going to just do the training and, and went to this place. Yes, really done the training. And, you know, I'd seen it. It looks easy. All right? And so uh, when we got... You know, we'd, we'd hit the bag, and they, they'd gradually get you in there. And I couldn't wait to get into the ring, and they hold them pads, and you hitting them pads, and I didn't see Muhammad Ali do it. Right. <laughs> hey, you know, and I didn't see no. And see, I'm just going to be hitting the pads, and ain't nobody hitting me, so it was cool. And so we got in there, and you had to do all that stuff. My legs started burning because you got to go so many rounds and you only get so many seconds to recover. And then you go back out there. My legs got, got the burning. My arms got to just feeling like I couldn't lift them up. And I'm saying, oh, I ain't trained enough for this. And I don't know how them other people are doing it. They doing it and somebody's hitting them. I'm just hitting. You see, the key to it is this. You have to build yourself up to that. You see, now nobody was hitting me. But when you watch people who box, you know, they bring somebody in to hit them. So their body be, can be conditioned to take the hits. 
You see, I was in condition, I thought, to hit the pad, but no, I wasn't in condition. It was funny to the people who were training me because, you know, I got kind of one of them egos. Ain't nothing to this. Ain't but three minutes. Three minutes, I can, hit, I can hit a bag for three minutes. And, you know, I got in there, and I'm moving and grooving. I'm doing the Ali shuffle. I'm good. All right, the first round. The second, it slowed down, and by the third, rolling ahead to do three, I'm saying, no, I'm just doing this for exercise. <laughs> All right? The problem with life, building yourself up with life, is real. You, it is real because when you take the hits, it ain't just exercise. It is real, and you have to be able to stand, and when you can't stand, you got to stand anyhow. And that's what he says, dear friends, you got to build yourself up in, the, in, in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Ghost. And this is one of the things I want to talk about. Excuse me, Father, I don't got ahead of you. In praying in the Holy Ghost, this is when you make a decision in your life. You have to pray. And hey, you, you, when you study this, God will not tell you to do something that you can't get a witness in this gospel. But you got to pray in the Holy Ghost. And so what that means is sometimes this is how I do it. Sometimes I need to pray and I ask the Holy Ghost to intercede for me and pray for me. And I keep my mouth shut because the Holy Ghost knows what condition my condition is in. And the Holy Ghost, because see, you can be praying for an ankle, but you got an Achilles problem. You ever had that happen? One time I thought my knee was hurting. They thought it was my Achilles was hurting. So one, but the Holy Spirit is like the doctor. It's got an x-ray. It knows where your weakness at. Do you understand? And then the word of God will help you build up that part of your life where that you are weak at. And you can do some reconstruction and put some strength there. And you'll be able to handle what's getting ready to hit you up beside your head. And you won't fall apart. And that's the best I can do. All right? Amen. We're getting ready for baptism, and that's the best I can do. You all can walk, walk in front of me. We're going to have baptize someone. But here's the lesson today. The lesson today is there's always going to be something go wrong in your life of some kind. There's going to be bills. There's going to be sicknesses. There's going to be deaths. There's going to be all of these things, but we can make a stand. Do you all understand what I'm saying? But we can make a stand. We can make it. Let me tell you something. When somebody tells you you can't make it, you got to tell them, you don't know what my life's built on. Do you understand what I'm saying? And then once you find out what your life is built on and the strength that you have in Christ through the Holy Spirit, you can deal with things that you couldn't deal with before. Because let me tell you something. Let me testify. Can I testify? If this would have, all this stuff would have happened to me for over 40-some years ago, I'd have been smoking more dope and drinking more alcohol than a minute because I didn't have anything else. You see what I'm saying? Yes, which would have been doing more damage to my body because no matter who we are, listen to what I'm saying, no matter who we are, guess what we do? We are going to feed our appetites, right? And our addictions and our pain. We're going to find painkillers. What Pastor Fields is trying to teach you from the gospel, the best painkiller is in these words of God. Amen. We'll go ahead and open the doors. We'll just go ahead and, and I'll do that. Open the doors of the church. While we're doing that, it's going to take them a minute. Sister Lynn and Brother Isaac, you want to come up? We'll just open the doors of the church now.